you're drowning in tasks that seem to never end, despite the fact that you are always busy, always working toward them. You're going to need to make the following changes and implement the following tools. First, do an energy audit of what gives you energy and what drains your energy. Aim to spend 80% of your time in the green. Second, implement an Eisenhower matrix to manage your to-do list and make sure that you're making time to work on the important tasks. Third, schedule these important tasks by having focused time to work on your top goal for the day at the start of the day. Aim for about one to two hours of top goal time. And fourth, implement the six levels of delegation to get support from your team and empower them. Hey everyone, welcome to a solo episode of the pod, where in under 20 minutes, we'll tackle some of the most important and common challenges you're dealing with as a CEO, founder, or executive. We're getting great feedback on this episode style. So before I jump in, I would love to hear from you. Email me at podcast at If there is a topic that would make a world of difference in your productivity that you'd love me to cover, let me know. I'm going to choose as many of them as I can in future episodes. Today, we're going to tackle the topic, how to conquer the feeling of never-ending work as a CEO or executive. If you're feeling this way, you're not alone. And what is this feeling that I'm talking about? You're drowning in work and there's no end in sight. You're working 10, 12, 14-hour days, maybe even more. You have no time to yourself. You're in back-to-back meetings and it still feels like there's no progress regardless of how much effort you put in and time and you're always working. If that's you, I got you. Today we're going to talk about why this happens. I'll share four tools you can action to 10x your productivity. We'll summarize and I'll give you next steps so you can go tackle this right away. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Why does this happen? If you're the founder or CEO, this is your baby. You started the company with a vision for how to build. You want to take precious care that that vision is executed to the best standards. And you likely believe the best standards is your standard. Very, very common. If you're the head of your department or an executive, this is your team and output that you're responsible for. You similarly have a vision that you want to ensure is executed and that you steer the ship well. In both of these cases, you care. And this feeling is completely normal. What you need to realize is that operating in a way where everything goes through you works when you have a small team, less than seven people. You're nimble, communication is agile, and there's little inertia to correspond with one another. Even then, I hope you have A players whose output you can harness instead of waste. And things really start to get more complex once you expand outside of that seven-person team. You then need to have systems of communication and organization in place. You just cannot. It's just physically impossible for you to oversee every action and decision as this now harms instead of benefits your productivity. As a typical CEO, you're likely dealing with several tasks at once. Maybe you are fundraising and you're working on growth, which tends to be a catch-all for sales and marketing. You're likely looking over the product. You're dealing with customer success and you're also hopefully working on your internal team development. So if your energy is spread out across these five tasks and you are one person with 100% of energy, 
you're likely dedicating 20% to each of these tasks. Now, if you were to hire someone to take on one of these, and let's say they're even 80% to your 100%, so they're just 20% worse than you, you may have trouble with letting go of this perfection that you believe you can bring to the table but their 80% is still better than the 20% you can bring to this task. And it's just in your best interest for the organization, for the company, for this vision and this baby of yours to delegate that out. I, I like to start there because understanding the concept of protecting your energy, managing your to-do list, and becoming a master delegator is key to scaling. So let's now talk about the four tools to help you conquer this challenge and 10x your productivity. The first one is an energy audit. Matt Mockery shares this in his book, The Great CEO Within, and I use it religiously. It's a way to ensure you're operating in your zone of genius, which is where you should be spending 75, 80% or more of your time. Now, what is the zone of genius? So there are four zones. The zone of incompetence, which is tasks you are not good at and you should not be doing unless they give you joy. For me, this would be fixing my bike. I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. Outsource. The next zone is zone of competence. These are things you're good at, but just as good as anyone else. In fact, there are likely people that are way better at this than you. You shouldn't be doing these either unless they give you joy. For me, for example, cleaning the house, which I outsource. For other people, managing their bookings and emails for which you would get an executive assistant. The next zone is the zone of excellence. This encompasses tasks that you are better than others, but you still shouldn't do unless they give you joy. And this is the danger zone because people tend to want you to do things that are in your zone of excellence. Examples here, perhaps you're great at accounting or finance, but you don't love these. Outsource. Perhaps you are overseeing product and technology when these tasks, in fact, drain you. Hire a CTO or CPO. You're currently doing a lot of sales, but you're an introvert and this is actually draining for you. Hire a head of sales. You get the idea. Finally, your zone of genius encompasses tasks that you're better than anybody else at and these give you joy. Bingo. Here's where you want to live. For me, this is coaching and teaching on how to be a great manager, how to take care of your health and your relationships. These all give me a level of satisfaction that is such a gift. Here is where you want to play. So what is your zone of genius? That's where the energy audit comes in. I want you to look at your calendar for your last work week and in green marker, highlight activities that give you energy. In red marker, highlight the activities you did that drained your energy. No cheating here. Everything goes in green or red. There is no in-between. And it also doesn't matter whether you're good at them. That is, beware of the excellence trap. You're solely focused on what is giving you and what is draining your energy. Once you've done this, aim to delegate the reds until you're spending 75 to 80% of your time in the green. You can start out by doing this weekly and then monthly. And when you're really good at it, you can do this quarterly as you transition to green. We'll get to how to delegate shortly. But first, I want to talk about managing your to-do list once you have your energy audit, which brings me to the second tool which is the Eisenhower Matrix, a phenomenal tool for to-do lists. There are four quadrants and two axes in the Eisenhower Matrix. The y-axis looks at whether a task is important or not. So important on the top and unimportant at the bottom. The x-axis looks at whether a task is urgent or not. I like to personally do it a little differently than the matrix actually suggests. So I put urgent on the right 
and not urgent on the left. While the matrix itself suggests the opposite, but bottom line, pick whatever is intuitive and makes sense to you as your productivity is what matters here. So you have a piece of paper and you've drawn your X and Y axis and then put in your quadrants as per your preference. What you should be doing is the tasks that are important and urgent. In my matrix, that's going to be on my top right hand side. As you get good at this, there should not be a pile of tasks here because you should be delegating and on top of these important urgent tasks, meaning there should be a few things that prop up here. If you think about a hospital, this is your triage room and things shouldn't be piling up here. Next, look at the other top quadrant, meaning important and not urgent. These are items that should be scheduled into focus time so that you work on them regularly. And we'll talk about that in the next tool. You should not be doing tasks that are not important and urgent. You should be delegating these. And you should not be doing tasks that are not important and not urgent. No, no, no. These are usually distractions and unnecessary. At the very least, delegate and better yet, just delete them completely. The other thing I want you to incorporate here now is your energy audit. Look at the tasks assigned to you and delegate out those that drain your energy. Start each day with the Eisenhower matrix to prioritize your to-do list, and within a week, this will increase your productivity and transform your workflow. The next tool we're going to talk about is top goal. This is important for addressing that feeling of always being busy but not getting anywhere. This feeling that you're constantly running in place. It's frustrating. I want you to carve time at the start of every day to work on the most important thing you need to get done for that day. This is likely going to come from the important, not urgent list. And depending on whether this is a yearly goal, a quarterly goal, a monthly goal, or a week's goal, this is the most important thing that needs to get done for today. If you've heard of this phrase, eat the frog at the start of the day, it means tackle the biggest, most important thing first. That's what we're doing here. It's going to really help you with the feeling of progress. If you're not experienced in creating focus time for yourself, I'd love for you to start with 30 minutes at the start of your workday for the week and then build up to an hour. So next week, schedule an hour of focus time and the following week, build up to two hours. You want to ideally be in the one to two hour range here where each workday you're focused on your top goal for an hour or two. And this will really help with feeling like you're making the progress. The last tool we'll talk about is delegating. Build this capacity now, even if it's only two of you. Let's say you're a co-founding team. And definitely once you're over the seven-person team range, you will thank me later. I know a lot of CEOs struggle with delegation, specifically struggling with being okay with how someone else does this task relative to how you would do it completely normal feeling. Let's say you are juggling fundraising, growth, overseeing product, customer success, internal team development. You have about 20% of your energy to dedicate to each of these. Regardless of even if someone is 80% as good at this than you are, their 80% is more than your 20%. It's more productive to delegate this out. So build this muscle early. The other thing I want to mention about delegation is a, don't delegate out irreversible decisions. As CEO or head of your department, these irreversible decisions are your responsibility. B, sometimes it's helpful to let an employee fail, as this is likely the way they will learn the best. However, not at the expense of the company. And so you want to balance out when to step in when it matters without being a micromanager. And this is a balance that requires practice to be effective at. So again, imagining you are the CEO juggling various activities. Let's say growth is in your zone of excellence, not your zone of genius. You need to delegate this. 
Preferably make this an important task you spend time on daily as a top goal to hire ahead of growth by a specific date. So let's look at the six levels of delegation and use how you would delegate out growth to illustrate them. The first level is do this, please. So here you would give a competent employee healthy written guidance on how to complete a task. And when I say competent, I mean this is someone who derives energy from the task you're assigning them. Remember the energy audit. They do it. It's likely not a sustainable solution for the growth you need. However, it is a start. This employee is getting mentorship and growth and opportunity to practice, and you're getting things off your plate. The second level of delegation is research this, report on it back to me, and I will decide. You might assign this to a junior person you're grooming to be a manager under a head of growth. The third level is research this, come back to me with your advice on what I should do with your pros and cons, and I will decide. This you might again assign to a junior person you're grooming for a manager position under head of growth, or potentially they're a manager already. The fourth level is, hey, go explore, make a decision, and ask me for a sign-off before you implement. Here, this would be something you'd give to a manager that you're grooming for the head of growth role. They likely have a few reps. Or this is your head of growth, who you've already hired, on their first task. This is just giving you a sense of how do they work. You're making sure that you're completely aligned. The fifth level of delegation is you're giving this person autonomy within limits. So you might say, make a decision on go to market. And as long as the decision costs less than 5K, do it. Otherwise, come to me for sign off. This might be something that your head of growth would do just when they got started. And then the last level is full autonomy, meaning your head of growth can make a decision on go to market and you fully trust them. You might discuss this in your weekly touch point together, but they have full autonomy on the decision. A few things you'll notice. One, you need to trust your employees, but in order to do so, you need to be setting them up for success. So again, looking at the employees that like to do something and allowing them to do that. Third, this will take time. So there is some time here to get people up to speed. However, I want to emphasize a time is worth it. And the earlier you do this, the better you set yourself up and your company up for success. All right, so let's summarize. You're drowning in tasks that seem to never end despite the fact that you are always busy, always working toward them. You're going to need to make the following changes and implement the following tools. First, do an energy audit of what gives you energy and what drains your energy. Aim to spend 80% of your time in the green. Second, implement an Eisenhower matrix to manage your to-do list and make sure that you're making time to work on the important tasks. Third, schedule these important tasks by having focused time to work on your top goal for the day at the start of the day. Aim for about one to two hours of top goal time. And fourth, implement the six levels of delegation to get support from your team and empower them. So now with all of this, I want you to go schedule 30 minutes in your calendar today. I know you're busy. Even more important for you to do it today if you don't have time to do it today. To complete your energy audit, create your Eisenhower matrix. At the end of the 30 minutes, schedule 30 minutes at the start of each workday this week for you to work on your top goal. I'd love for you to write me at podcast at jennifercamara.com with how this is going for you. I read each and every one of your emails. I respond with feedback to help you get even more out of this. Starting is the biggest step, y'all. Kudos to you for taking that. Remember, you've got this and I believe in you. I'm sending so much love and I'm excited for you to have more time on your hands, increase your productivity and feel like you can breathe. That's the pod, y'all. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what you hear, leave a review and share.